Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Time for our first guest. It's the big guy from uh, up north, Corey Steele. Corey, a very good uh, afternoon to you. Afternoon, lads. How are we? Yeah, we're good, mate. We're good. Uh, hopefully the, the team's made their way to Auckland and, uh, and all kennel day okay. Yep, no, they've all, all got through the kennel process pretty good. I've uh, just got four late, late kennelers waiting in the van and trailer uh, for about half past one they're going in. Rightio, Corey. We won't beat around the bush, mate. We know you've got to handle the winner in the first running out, Maiden Nom. So we'll just get straight into your runners, mate. Race two, number four. You've got a power Meg. She opened at six bucks. Her track stats aren't that good, mate. She's had ten starts for one win over the trip. What do you make of her chances today? Look, she actually goes good races here at Auckland. It's surprising the, the track stats are terrible, but that's because she can't draw a decent box. And again, today, box scores less than ideal. Um, she sort of come into form a bit at Cambridge and, and Auckland over the spring trip because of those uh, preferential box draws. Um, but I think she's ready to step up to the to the 500 again today. And um, as long as she can cross in front of a power Arlo, who sort of tends to hang off a bit on the fence, she'll put herself in the race. And she's good enough to hold on. She, I think she's a good top three prospect. Yeah, so you're talking us into a wee each way bet there at $6. Yeah, not not a bad price of six bucks. I wouldn't want to take anything shorter because, um, as you say, the track stats aren't good, um, and she's a bit of a head case dog. You know, if she's if she's right, she's she's not bad, and if she's not, she's terrible. So, um, yeah, a little each way bet. Corey, talk us through the uh, the preparation of uh, of the training of her. Obviously, she's been sprinting since having a little bit of a spell. Do you change much with her when stepping up to the five hundred and twenty seven meter journey, or do you keep things pretty similar? And it's just a case of her being fit enough now with a, a few starts back. Well, normally, normally it is different um, when I'm preparing them for the five hundred meter races. But because she's had enough racing um, over the last few weeks, she's she, nothing's changed. She's just going into it um, on the same prep as what she's had with the sprints. Uh, she didn't have an injury or anything when I gave her that spell. I was just disappointed with how she was going, so I tipped her out for uh, four weeks um, out in the spelling lanes. And then obviously my kennels and mum and dad's kennels come down with the kennel cough, so we sort of isolated the facility for four weeks. And she's come back good. She's um, put on a bit of weight, which I, I, I'm quite happy with. I think that's through muscle tone. She's, she's looking the picture. She's just got to do it on race day now. Moving on, Corey, to race seven, number seven, a power rhino. He's at $6.50. He's got great box stats from box seven. He's had the six starts for three wins and three minor placings. How do you think he's going to go today? Look, to be fair, I think he's only a place bet today up in grade, um, first time up in C2. Uh, he, he let uh, Katie Wiley stand down on Thursday with American Warrior on Thursday at, uh, at Christchurch having a sub-30-second runner and a sub-17-second runner. He is definitely not near that calibre. Um, but he's an honest dog. He tries hard. If he can avoid Portland Sailor early, he should get himself around the bend and, and should put himself in a placing position. And, and moving on from there, mate, keep the box seven rug in your pocket because we're going to race nine. A power Luke's also drawn box seven. 
yeah, terrible draw for him. He'll flop out early. Um, if he can get it down to the fence, he's a place chance. But uh, he's really he's really a three seven five dog at Cambridge. Um, we just didn't get a C five sprint there this week. That's why he's come up here. If you're drawn inside, I would have said he's a place bet, but I'd leave him out of it today. Corey, mum and dad line up, uh, rocked it in that race. A greyhound who's uh, who's got a fairly decent motor comes up with box number two and a, a tidy field. What are the team expecting from him? Oh, I, again, he, he's more a Cambridge dog, but shit, he's got some good stats here at Auckland, um, especially when he's drawn inside. Look, if, if he gets on the pace like he did when he went eighteen thirty, um, I, I don't think see anything catching him. Comes down to the box manners, and that does let him down in most of the starts. But I think he'll go a good race today. And another one of your runners in race eleven, Corey number four, a power Lucy. She's opened up favourite here, I think. She was pretty good last start, running second there. How do you think she's going to go today? Oh, look, she's she's desperate for the fence. Um, box four is probably not too bad for her. Um, thrilling Tessa drawn the three generally comes out all right and comes down to the fence. Our hot rod likes to run into the middle of the track. He's drawn one. So as long as you can get get down to the fence, um, she'll be coming home the strongest, I think, out of, out of the whole field. And the last of your runners today comes up in race 12, number one, Kay's last. She's a last start winner, but the draw doesn't look too ideal. No, she likes to run the middle of the track, this bitch. Um, she's... Uh, she's an amazing dog. Like she, she puts herself in the race, and I don't know how she sort of sits midfield and somehow finds a gap and, and punches through. She's a, she's a nice dog to have in the kennels because she is consistent. Um, the draw, yeah, the draw lets her down today. But as long as Clifford can jump and sort of keep Jared Udy and Nisi Cottam's dogs out wide, they're, they're super sprinters. That Lethal Angel and, and Mintaz, they go pretty quick. She's only a eighteen sixty bitch um, on, on her best. So if that's good enough to win the race, you know she, she can win it. Um, but again, I think she'll be a nice place bet at, at, at over two dollars a place. Corey, I know you enjoy looking through the fields and doing a little bit of form, and you just touched on those two greyhounds. Uh, gee, in terms of being a class three sprint, it's very, very good. Do you do you think Clifford can just jump good enough to to fend those two off and uh, and make a little bit of room for you? Uh no, I, I'm hoping so, but I, I just don't think they don't think he can. Like those two, Jared's, you know, they're breaking four sixty early, and that's um, that's flying around Auckland. So I think they're just going to be contesting the lead. Um, and and Clifford's sort of a four sixty five, four seventy dog. So hey, if, if I'm lucky, he'll jump and hold them out. If not, then I'm only running third. It looks like you got a pretty handy team in on paper today, Corey. They're coming back from the cough pretty well and, and running into some form. We're going to have to ask you for a best bet today from your five runners. Uh, best bet I'd have to say Opawa Lucy I'm just happy with how she went on Thursday and she's jumping out of her skin um, I think she's my best bet Corey what about uh, your uh, parents team we know you have a fair bit to do with them as well and uh, they've got a few running around is there one from uh, from their side of the kennel block that uh, we can go and put a dollar each way on uh, Rock, Rock it would be their best chance in the open class sprint um, obviously Crakey's dogs are they're, quick they're very good dogs but if he can get to the fence he'll he'll be strong um he, he's probably their best chance out of the nine they've got going around today Corey you touched on it a little bit before obviously we've been through uh, your team now but uh you touched on the the kennel cough that you had a wee while ago you must have been a, a fairly hard three or four weeks for the team how did uh, not only you guys get through it but how was that for uh, for the canine side of the uh, the kennels so, so it wasn't the worst strain of kennel cough we've ever had. 
um, you know, they all, they're all coughing for probably, I'd say, 15 days, which is the longest longest we've had for a long, long time. So it wasn't the most severe strain, but it just hung around for a long time. And uh, we got PCR tests done and, and sent over to Adelaide. Um, obviously, all the dogs have to be vaccinated. They're vaccinated against kennel cough, but it still hit the country hard. Um, it just, basically, they just come back and said it's a virus that we don't vaccinate for. So... Um, there was nothing, nothing more we could do. Uh, we just isolated every dog. There was probably about 15 dogs out of the 40 races that um, didn't get it, but there was no point taking them to the track. We just, we just sat at home, worked them through it, and then worked them back up, ready to come back to the races. How hard was that on, uh, on not only you guys, but, but the dogs as well, obviously, when they're used to going to the races uh, once a week and suddenly they're having to sit at home. I, I'm, I'm assuming that it sent a few of them over the edge and made them a little bit nutty? Yeah, um, we went through a lot of beds, um, a lot of chewed beds. They, you know, we, could, we couldn't get them on the walker machine. We couldn't get them out on the paddock for at least 10 days um, once it hit because, you know, any pressure on their throats and that would have been just uh, too severe on the dogs. So, yeah, they, they weren't happy, but these once they got out into the paddock for the first time, they, they, they were tearing laps around, they were playing with the rugby ball and all the teddies we've got out there, and they are happy as Larry. So the first 10 days was terrible for them, and, you know, you feel sorry for the dog because there's nothing much you can do. Um, but once they got back out into the galloping paddocks and on the walking machine, they, they were much happier. Corey, just quickly uh, on to you now. Obviously, uh, those that don't know you, you're quite into the political side of greyhound racing as well. Spent a little bit of time on the Christchurch board. Uh, now, obviously, uh, vice president, I believe you are, for uh, Waikato Greyhound Racing Club. How are you finding that side of the sport? Yeah, it's, uh, I really enjoy it. It's, uh, it gives you a better aspect of the, the business side of the industry. So, uh, obviously, I've done a lot of hands-on stuff for the first sort of six or seven years once I left school, but um, it's a real big passion of mine uh, because I'm, I'm a big believer of collaborative success. I want everyone to be successful in this industry, and I can't do that just by being a trainer or an owner or a handler. I've got to get into those sort of roles and, and sort of help guide the industry, in my opinion, into the right direction. And I think at the moment we've got a, a decent board, um, a Greyhound Racing board that understand all of that political side and, and how important it is for the grassroots of the industry, um, we just obviously have to get through the get through the report with the government, and um, then I think if once we get through that, we're going to be in good stead for the next ten years at least. So you've been on the board for the biggest club in the country, Christchurch Grain Racing Club. Now vice president, where does Corey still go next in that side of things? Uh, I've applied. I've applied for the emerging director role that Sarah Paulson had for the last twelve months. Um, so that's basically a young person on the board under the age of thirty. They don't get a vote on the board because, you know, it's member-nominated member now um, through our constitution, but it's a stepping stone for a young person to get into that role. And if I'm successful in that, that'll put me in good stead for my ultimate goal of um, sitting at the board table in, in one of the big seats. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.